do you feel like a giant turd today? Like maybe things just aren't working out and life just stinks. Well, you're in luck because today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to feel good. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. What's going on, Danny? What's up, Randy? You ever have one of those days or weeks or months or seasons where you just don't feel good? Or years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it happens to all of us. And like... And, you know, it's funny, like, no matter how good things get, I think we still struggle with it because, you know, it's like we're good at finding problems. You know, we're really bad at, like, doing things that are good for us. And, you know, I think it's just like, you know, when so everything's going well, too, we're also like looking around the corner, like, I know it's coming. Where is it? You know, mm-hmm. and like you anticipate stuff to go wrong and then it makes it worse. And it's like the damnedest thing, too, because I'm so naive to think that I'm eventually going to figure it out where I'll like stop feeling bad. And so like eventually I'll do something. I'll feel better. I'll be like, this is it. Finally, I'm going to feel good. And then (laughs) it comes around again. Maybe that's maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's like the thing that like we screwed up so much is like believing that it's going to get there's a point in time where things are just going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I actually I heard something the other day that like uh, so like self-help and everything huge topic in America, you know, like the, you can see oh, the yeah. section in the bookstores just keep growing and growing and growing. And they found the number one the number one factor uh, that that they would know someone would buy a self-help book is if they've bought a self-help book within the past eight months. Like that's the number one contributing factor. So it's like clearly it's not solving these people's problems. It's just the. Uh, you know, well, you know, it's like, I think, I think you can fall in that same cycle with those books as you can with anything where it's like, you know, it's like almost like uh, you get in this habit of thinking you're doing something, but not really doing anything, you know, by just mm-hmm. reading and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that being said, we're going to do some self-help today. We're going <laughs> to yeah, give a few not? quick fixes for how to feel good, because yeah. what's better than a list when you feel like crap, right? Yeah. So I'll go first. And uh, my first one for how to feel good is stop trying. Like uh, most, so like the crazy thing about our mind is like, if you try not to think about something, you're going to be thinking about it. So like, if you're not, if you want to not feel happy, like literally the times when I most definitively, definitively do not feel happy is when somebody asks me, am I happy? Cause then all of a sudden my mind's like, am I happy? I don't know. And like moments before I could have been totally fine, but somebody's like, are you happy? And then I'm like, I just want to punch him in the mouth. Cause I'm like, well, not now. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird right it's like you know i think that that is true though like when we feel our best it's when we're not thinking about it it's when we're just doing stuff or whatever and like engaging what we're doing and enjoying the moment because we're not off in some other time yeah mm-hmm. i think the problem yeah, so not also, trying is good because it keeps you you know keeps you here instead of trying to focus on all these other things that don't matter right and also not trying because what you resist persists and so like if you're yeah. trying so hard to get rid of whatever feeling you have now is just going to stick around but like maybe what you're feeling right now is exactly what you're supposed to feel right now you're not supposed to feel good all the time yeah even though we might want to it's not going to happen mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that actually goes really well with my first one too which is you know focus on today like and i think we've, we've mentioned this so many times but it's worth repeating over and over again you know i think at least for me too personally like you know i always feel my worst i notice when i'm not in the present, you know, I'm thinking about the future. I'm worried about the future. I'm worried about things to do if they're ever going to get done or, I'm, you know, somewhere in the past, you know, thinking about some past mistake or something instead of being here now doing what I'm doing. 
And, you know, it's so easy when you start to like, I think the weirdest thing is when you start to like consciously make an effort to be aware of it, it's so easy to see how much of a fallacy it is and how much it like just ruins your actual lived experiences. Because I can tell you there's so many times where I've been with somebody like, you know, a friend like hanging out with you or like with Anna, you know, like, you know, my loved ones and like not there and having a miserable time and it has nothing to do with them. But it's because of me, because my brain's somewhere else and it ruins it, you know, and then they don't have a good time. And it's like, you know, it's just makes the whole situation terrible just because I, you know, you can't be present. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they say there's no problems in the present. They only come from trying to do something in the future or the past. But also there's like a, like just for today, there's this just for today. It's not a prayer. It's like a saying from AA. That's pretty helpful. And oftentimes, like sometimes, sometimes when life's at the worst, that's the only thing that gets me through is like, I just need to get till today. Like I literally yeah. just need to make it until I go to sleep tonight. So like, let's just do that because most of my problems come from trying to solve all of my life's problems today uh, yeah. or, or to fix something in the past that can't be fixed. So like, I'm trying to do two impossible things. Whereas yeah. if I'm just like, okay, today I got eight more hours. I need to just make it until then. And that's, you know, that's never been too big of an obstacle. I've never like, I can't do that. That's crazy. It's just like, okay, fine. I'll go, I'll just make it through the day. It's funny because that happened to me yesterday. Yeah, I was feeling down. It was just like mostly because it was like really rainy and dreary and just whatever. The weather changed real dramatically, which always gets me for some reason. And like I was feeling down and then I was like, you know what? I have because we were we had something to do at like seven. So I was like, I have a few hours. What if I just sit down and just try and focus on this? If it doesn't work, whatever. And then I ended up working for like a couple hours and felt really good because I was like focused on something. And that was bothering me before was I felt like I couldn't concentrate. And it was just a matter of like, you know, getting that reframe real quick. And then, you know, you're good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, so that's kind of like a little bit like my next one is uh, my second one is walk in nature. So like just how you got that reframe there. I find that like walking in nature is something that. I have never felt worse when I came back. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's the craziest thing because like almost every time inevitably I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go for a walk. It's cold out. It's rainy. It's miserable. I don't feel terrible. I don't want to do this. And then I'm just like, just go. And so I go for a half hour. I come back and I feel incredible. Like literally every time I have so many reference points. It's like, just get out there and do it. And yet still yeah. every time I fight tooth and nail, like I don't want to do this. <laughs> it's funny too, because it's like the most commonsensical thing. Like we're, we're animals. Like we need nature. And you know, it's funny too. Like you said, you mentioned like, doesn't matter to the weather. Like I noticed that too, like even when it's like, like raining and like freezing cold out and I'm walking my dog, it's like, it still feels great. Cause when I come back, I'm like, Oh, you feel so good after being out in that, you know, you come back and it's like this nice release. And it just, it just feels good, you know, to get outside. Like, but we don't, mm -hmm. dude, I, it, you think about it, there's so many people that probably don't even like go out in the natural world at all. Like you can totally, especially if you live in a city, you can pretty much like avoid nature all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely. It's it is. Yeah. That's a good one. I think that's one we should all do all the time, but we, yeah, very hard. Um, my second one how how to feel good is don't make things bigger than they are and i think this is like something super important and i noticed this like with myself i'm sure everybody does it right like we we always think we're so important all the things we're doing matter so much but like really if you think about it, how much does it matter 
that you get whatever done today or right now or at this moment, you know, and just stressing about it doesn't help anyway. It's not going to help you get it finished. It's not going to make it go faster. It's not going to make it easier. Like we just put all this pressure on ourselves for no reason. and It doesn't help the situation. Yeah. And I mean, blowing things out of proportion, like forgetting that we live on a rock floating through the middle of a vacuum. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of crazy. Right. Spinning around a sun, which is also flying around another thing, which is flying around another thing at these insane yeah. speeds. Yeah. It's insane. Or just like the or just like the crazy chance that we're not dead. Like ninety nine point nine 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 nine, probably like a million nines of things that have ever lived or ever will live are non-existent. And for some reason we're existent at this moment. Like that's yeah. a crazy one. I always, whenever I'm reading something, especially like older stuff and the person's dead, I'm always like, they're like, they're like famous because they yeah. wrote this thing yeah. and they're gone. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's mind blowing. And they had like, you know, it's funny too. And you look at like, you know, we talked about Marcus Aurelius law. Like he's a good example. Like he was a super important person you know, wrote stuff that we still read today, you know, ran the one of the greatest empires ever to exist. And he's gone, you know, totally gone. And actually, if his books didn't for some reason exist, we probably wouldn't know as much about him that we do now, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, oh, that's what the crazy thing. Like, you know, how many people have we just forgotten? Because not because of anything, but just because they, you know, they didn't print a lot of stuff back then because it was hard to, you know, they write it by hand. So it's lost. Yeah, definitely. Dude, I was thinking about that when I was reading the book on Alaska where it was talking about like the Yukon gold rush. So like, imagine that, like probably everybody's fantasy in America is winning the lottery, like coming into hundreds of millions of dollars or something like that. That's basically what happened to these people in the gold rush. And literally every single one of them is dead. Like if you're yeah. alive now listening to this, you have a leg up on everybody who won hundreds of millions of dollars of Yukon gold. Like yeah. it's just crazy to fathom that. How many of them didn't make it back too, or got like horrible frostbite and stuff? And God knows what else happened, you know. Well, and it was a super small fraction of people who actually got anything. But like, yeah, it doesn't matter whether you got it or not; you're still dead. Yeah. And somehow we're still alive. It's freaking nuts. It is really weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Crazy, crazy. So uh, the next one I have for how to feel good is remember where you came from. And this is one that I have to remind myself on a regular basis because I get way ahead of myself. I oh, like my mind, the natural groove that my mind sits in is I haven't done this thing yet. I don't have this thing yet. Like all the things that I desire and that I crave that I haven't achieved yet. That's where my mind sits. Just like being like, look at the gap between that. And I have to consciously like be like, wait, look at where I came from. Like, just take a look back five years. 10 years, 20 years. And like when I when I sit down and do that, I'm like, whoa, that was five years. I've done all that stuff in five years yeah. or like 20 years. I'm just like, holy cow, I'm a different person. And so like it starts to help me appreciate actually what I've gone through, what I've achieved, as opposed to just like, wow, I don't have this new thing that I want because I'm not <laughs> appreciative of this old thing that I want. You know? That's a really good one, though, because I think we do that all the time. We don't focus on what we we don't focus on what we've had, what we gained, the things we've done to become the person we are. We focus on what we lack more than anything. And I think I like that because it is like, you know, that's that self-comparison, too. We always talk about, you know, like instead of looking at what you don't have or compare yourself, always look at like how you got to where you are, where you came from, your roots, like, you know, all the things you did to get here. Your story is unique to you. 
And it's awesome because, you know, it's made you who you are. So and you can keep changing it as you go. But it's important to remember those things and also celebrate them. And it's a really good one. Yeah. Um, my last one is make time for yourself. I think this is crucial because like you can't at least for me, I don't know, like I have a hard time like figuring out these things if I don't give myself time to do it. Like you have to make space for yourself to reflect on your life, to think about like why you feel the way you feel, to work through these things. Otherwise, they just keep compounding and building up or you keep ignoring them, you know? So I think having that space in your day, whether it's like journaling or like walks or whatever, you know, however you give yourself 30 minutes or 10 minutes, it's just time to reflect and it helps a lot. Yeah, that's a great one. And that one, that's one that I'm kind of exploring now because like I, in my early adulthood, I kind of like threw away all my hobbies because I was so focused on making money and like developing professionally. And so now, <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> and so like now it's going back to those hobbies because everybody like idolizes their childhood. They're like, Oh, childhood was great. And all this stuff, you could do whatever. And, and you look back and it's like, well, because when you were a child, you didn't have to work. Like you just basically had a bunch of time to fill up. So you're like, well, let's just do stuff that I like. Let's play video games, watch yeah. TV, eat food, do all this <laughs> stuff. And I'm just, I'm trying to do that stuff again, like giving myself permission to play video games longer than I think I should because it doesn't earn me money, you know? Yeah. And that's the funny thing. We, we toss our hobbies like idiots. And it's like, you know, you're not going to be happy if you're, if you're such a, if you're such a narrow person, like we're whole people, you need other things to do. And, it just feels good. Plus, you never know what you're going to learn. Like, there's so many things just from hobbies that I've been able to leverage on other stuff that's been helpful. So it's like, you know, whatever it is, if it's patience, problem solving, just the enjoyment that you get from it, the break from other stuff. I mean, that's awesome. Like, yeah, it's a, it's funny that we don't do those things. Though. Like, most people don't have any. I remember reading a report. It said, like, most uh, adults in the U.S., I think it was, like, after the age of, like, 30, have no hobbies. We just, you know, yeah, because you don't up. make money from them or you're supposed to like turn your passion into your turn your yeah. passion into your job or something like that, which is the yeah. worst idea ever because it's just like bastardizing your passion. Well, it's funny. I was listening to this on the one. It was like a podcast. I remember the one um, the woman was talking about because it, it was about the hobby thing. And she was like she used to be like a semi-professional like figure skater. Right. But like not a lot of money in that obviously, unless you're like very tippy top of it. And she wasn't, but she enjoyed it. And she was like, you know, as I got older, I just stopped doing it. because it was like, you know, you don't make money from it. And like other things get in the way. And then when she turned 50 or something, she started doing it again. She's like, forgot how much she was like, it was like the most amazing thing having this time to do this. And it's like, yeah, because it's fun. Mm -hmm. It's something you enjoy. You don't have to earn money from everything. Yeah, I know. I can't, I'm waiting for kind of like the same time I'm waiting for them to start like actually acknowledging that social media is an addiction. Like I'm waiting for them to acknowledge that workaholism is an addiction as well and start branding all of these people who like collect insane as amounts of money as just workaholics. Like they have a disease because, yeah. you know, it's like you can accumulate so much, but what are you going to do with it? It's a waste of your life. Yeah. yeah. So. They'll never make it a disease though, because the, the lobbies and they'll be afraid the politicians will be afraid of losing money. <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. So anyways, there you have it. How to feel good if you're not particularly feeling good, because, hey, it's that time of year when everybody feels like a giant turd. <laughs> so if you did enjoy this, uh, you know, it helps out a lot if you could leave a positive review on like Apple Podcasts or wherever you do find it. Maybe a thumbs up on YouTube if you watch there. 
Anyways, this is the Existential Stoic Podcast. We'll be back later in the week. I'm Randy. That's Danny. I'll see you later, Danny. Later, Randy.